The boys are in the starting stalls. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Stand by for a start for Moody on the mic. A special edition of Moody on the mic, the Melbourne Cup edition. This is the only place you'll get an in-depth view from the trainer of the race favourite incentivise. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me is the man himself, Peter Moody, and also a very dishevelled Anthony Mithen. Uh, unfortunately, the resident Rain Man can't be with us. Uh, but we do have his all-important tips. Moods, firstly to you, you put a video up on social media on Sunday morning of Incentivise having a little, well, very light work. How is the boy heading into the biggest day of his life and maybe the biggest day of your life too? He's in great order, Rog. Uh, yeah, he just went a bit of pace work on the all-weather track at Packenham this morning, so uh, pleased with his overall condition and uh, he's a happy, healthy boy, so... Uh, no, looking forward to it. Two more sleeps. Two more sleeps. <laughs> when we think about overall condition, uh, Mitho, how's your overall condition? Uh, you're wearing the same shirt that you were wearing yesterday. Uh, your horse won the last at Flemington. No doubt you had a fair few sherbets yesterday. You look like shit. Uh, it's 11 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Me and Moods have been up for hours and you uh, look like you just rolled out. Oh, it's been, it's been, this has been a 30 year preparation for this. Um, Derby uh, hangovers. I'm getting pretty good at them. Um, it was, uh, no, it was a great day. We, we spun a few around yesterday and it was the most competitive racing that you'll find around the world, uh, Derby Day, um, Derby Day racing. It was an honour and privilege to have a few chances and it was just good to hit the boards there late in the day with J-Mac, which uh, just topped off the day nicely and, uh, and started a party at Rosemont. So we, 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 um, we, uh, we knocked a few back, Petey. We, we, we ran out of the Forex Gold nice and early and moved to the hard stuff. Speaking of, J-Mac, we're, we're going to touch on the Derby and, and the Cup on our Wednesday edition, but you did, on our last edition, tip people into Minaj. Now, um, we had a lot. We've hit record numbers that episode, so it was no surprise to see Minaj crunched on the tote to about $3.80 from 5 bucks fifty. All the moody on the mic listeners having a dead set fill up late in the day. But we are here to talk about the Melbourne Cup. Moves the barrier uh, last night when, obviously, he drew very wide for the Caulfield Cup. And it didn't seem to bother him whatsoever. You just didn't want Barrier 1 uh, in that respect. Uh, for the Melbourne Cup, uh, he's got uh, Barrier 16. Were you happy enough with that barrier? And uh, and what are your overall thoughts? Yeah, no, I think it's probably not uh, not a bad gate again for him, really. It, it gives probably opportunity to come out and have a good look for five or 600 metres and see what's going to unfold under him. Uh, you know, 24, bigger field, uh, thunder down the Flemington straight. The tempo will probably be a bit more genuine early here, I would imagine. Uh, there's a big sort of tail of horses with not a lot of weight on their back. So I would reckon they'll probably uh, roll pretty strong down the straight here the first time. And Brett will just have to weigh it up and probably won't be too dissimilar to maybe uh, the Caulfield Cup somewhat where, uh, you know, he might be three and four deep going past the post the first time and then you would think uh, down the riverside you know from that 2000 meter mark up until about the 1400 you've got another 400 or 500 meter straight there where he looks to probably work to where he needs to be um and uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna leave it totally to brett i'm not going to tie him down at all um you know he knows what he's got under him obviously we go to two mile for the first time but most of these do they're all going to run it just some faster than others. We've got to hope our boys are fastest, you know. He once again has had a, you know, a faultless, excuseless prep into this as he did into the Caulfield Cup. Um, am I as confident as I was the Caulfield Cup? No, plain and simple. Uh, but 
for the fact that we go to 3,200 metres, we're another run deep into a preparation uh, that started well back pre the Queensland winter. So you, you keep asking yourself, has the horse got another one in him? Has the horse got another one in him? He hasn't improved one iota off his Caulfield Cup run, but I'm confident that his condition has held and I believe his form can hold. So if that's good enough to win the Melbourne Cup, he can win the race, yes. Does he is it is it the fact the unknown of the thirty two hundred or is it the fact because there's some plotters in this race let's make no mistake but is it also the internationals as well that perhaps you you don't know what you're up against well you you knew exactly what you're taking on in those three other group ones but the likes of a Spanish mission uh, Twilight Payment of course last year's winner with a bit more weight but perhaps in better form that um that that they're the the big unknown more more so than the distance because he has got such a massive engine. No, no, for me, the big unknown is the Caulfield Cup was his grand final. It was aimed at that because I knew he'd run a strong mile and a half and I had him cherry ripe for that race. Going into this race, I've just tried to maintain him and hold him together and I've been able to do that quite comfortably uh, through the horse's resilience and the way he's done around the stables. Um, you know, so listen, I'm very happy with him, but then, you know, there's a few curveballs thrown in here. Like you say, Twilight Payment, he's probably slipped under the guard of a lot. You know, last year's winner obviously takes the weight hike, but he's drawn well. Uh, he's probably going to race in the first, uh, you know, half a dozen or so. Uh, he led Barry to box last year. Um, will he attempt to do something similar again this year? I- I'm not 100% sure. Spanish Mission. We sort of don't know a lot about him. We're taking his form on trust and there's been a few fitness queries with the way he's been vetted out the last few weeks. And then you get down to a few that uh, haven't got the incentivised form on horses like Grand Promenade, uh, Charlie Rose, Floating Artist, those types of horses that uh, he, he hasn't met. And, uh, you know, they're, they're in form. Is their form good enough to beat him? You would suggest on paper not, but they could be horses that are, dead set peaking for this race where he's probably climbed the mountain and now we're just going to hope that he stays on top of it and doesn't roll down the other side. You really, you really dictated terms in the Caulfield cup and, and Brett got going and, and, and showed his superiority. Um, I think every caught everyone, uh, it took everyone's breath away uh, with the almost arrogance, the, the way he took the race by the scruff of the neck and said, well, I'm just better than you. I'm off. Um, do, you, do, you, do you plan for that sort of a moment in the Melbourne Cup? Will there be a moment where this horse will hit the front and it'll be a case of you've got to be better to beat me? Well, you know, I don't think he'll change too much, Brett. We've seen him do that in lesser grade in Queensland, obviously. We saw him do it in a restricted race at Ipswich. Uh, you know, he won by nine or ten lengths uh, in moderate company. And then we saw him back up seven days later in a tax cup against better company and win by further. Um, so you, you know, he can sustain that long sort of grinding run. So, you know, Brett's not going to let them go walk and sprint uh, by any means, but I don't think that'll be the case here. There's too many horses with low weight on their back that will want to put themselves into the picture at some stage to give themselves a chance. Um, so it's probably going to be a bit harder for Brett here, to, you know, to, to roll over and find that slot. Uh, you know, and, and if they do jump out and walk, he's probably going to park up 
second or third, maybe him and Twilight Payment are going to just be sitting there smoking their pipes and you would think it would be very impossible and then build from the six or 800, be very impossible for anything to beat them. Where, where do you want to be at the top of the straight? Where, where, where do you want to have the binoculars out going, there's my horse? Oh, listen, you'd want to see him rolling. You know, you'd, you'd, he's going to be in the first, you would think, three or four balancing in, you would imagine, and, and building a full head of steam because he doesn't let down and quicken. We've seen him go through a few stages where he hits that bit of a flat spot and then he then he just really does build. He's off the bit and sort of heart and mouth stuff, but then he continues to build and keep winding. So you're not going to want to see the horse in any restricted room. You're going to want to see him in fresh air rolling into the race. Now, whether that's in front at that point or joining the leaders, that's what you'd like to see. Is the fact that that's how he races and he builds and he, he gets going, that could 3,200 metres actually suit him even better? I mean, is this is this a horse who could just, just could run all day? Well, the way he builds through the line at the end of 2000, then at the end of 2400, you'd be a brave man to suggest that he wouldn't. Um, you know, that's the big positives that we've taken away, uh, you know, from those, well, he's two 2400 metre runs in the Tats Cup and then in the Caulfield Cup, he, he's just been dominant and, and has gone another half a lap post-race. All right. Now, that's 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 the stock standard racing questions, you know, but this isn't RSN. This isn't you know, racing.com. Let's be honest, you're amongst your mates here. Are you, do you, when you think about it, every time you think about Tuesday, do you get a knot in your guts? Are you nervous? No, no, I'm not nervous. And once again, for the fact that the horse has made it easy for me. He's done everything asked of me. Uh, I wasn't nervous leading into the Caulfield Cup because he's had a faultless, excuseless preparation. So uh, I just hope he gets his chance, which... His racing pattern tends to give him that chance. And I believe if he holds his form and the, what I've seen at home tells me that he will hold his form, he should just about win the race. You know, he's a deserved favourite on form and uh, I'm confident of a similar type showing. So to, to rephrase that, are you excited then, Pete? Or, or is, there, is it just another day at the race? How could you not be excited by the, you know, our biggest race in Australia? Well, not our biggest race financially now, but our, our biggest historical race, the race that, you know, racing's probably been built around in Australia. So I'm extremely excited to be a part of it. And I'm very, very excited. Mitho, I don't know how excited you can be, but uh, no, I'm very excited to have uh, the genuine number one seed in the race. How excited are you for the publicity <laughs> that's going to follow? If he wins the Melbourne he's already the biggest story in town. And you're used to the spotlight from the Black Caviar days, but it doesn't sit comfortably with you. So are you ready oh, for it? Come, your, on. Uh, come on. Let's be honest. I mean, he's good at it, but does it sit comfortably? I don't know. But are you ready for the, the uh, you know, the big show that comes with it all? Well, I don't know. I've never experienced it. I'm not sure what the well, show yeah, is. You I experienced think. it with Black Caviar. Maybe not the Melbourne Cup, but it was still the big circus that, that went around behind her. Oh, well, I'm lucky I've got an experienced ownership group and a flamboyant jockey beside me. So hopefully that's a problem we've got to deal with next week, Rog, and I'll be able to palm off as much as I can. Well, you've been palming a bit off to Catherine Coleman of late. Is she ready for it? She's a great girl, and uh, her and uh, Jeff, my racing manager, they'll uh, step up to the plate as well. <laughs> oh, look yeah, at I, this. I, Straight I bad have, stuff. I have pity on the um, on the on the poor sort of TV producer, the the twenty two year old just out of uni, 
that, you know, knows the name Peter Moody, but doesn't know the persona of Peter Moody, who's got to make a phone call on Wednesday morning. Uh, can we just get you on the Today Show, maybe, Peter, at about seven yeah. o'clock? Go and get up. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, we're looking forward to it, and let's hope that's a problem. So, uh, But, hey, listen, the race doesn't stop with incentivise. There's another 23 there, boys. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, well, who do you... See is your biggest danger then. I know you've been focusing well and truly. Me and Mitho will give our top three as well. I've got Rayman's, but but for you, who do you think? Let's say incentivizes running first. Who runs second and third behind you? Um I I, I give a great heart to Twilight Payment. He's been there and done it. I know he's got the top weight, but I respect the fact that uh, he's a seasoned campaigner. He comes here in good form. And this stable, Joseph O'Brien. Doesn't he know how to travel a horse? We've just seen him win the Cox Plate. He's 28-year-old. He's trained two Melbourne Cup winners already. So, uh, uh, you know, I think you've got to give great uh, a chance to Twilight Payment. Uh, and then I think we go down the bottom uh, for mine. Um, 21, 22, 23. Charlie Rose, floating artist, great house uh, with no weight on their back you know, to give themselves a chance. Uh, and sorry, I've, I've overstepped to the other, probably obvious one is Grand Promenade. He's got a tricky draw in 21 where he lands in the run, I'm not sure. But he's another in form and I think he's three for three at Flemington. So, uh, but for me, uh, I would, uh, it'd be very unusual, but I thought the Quinella was at the top, uh, two and one. And with a, probably half a dozen chances there with no weight on their back to be right in the mix. Well, incentivise is currently, as we record this, a $2.50 favourite with Ladbrokes. Uh, he, he will jump the shortest price favourite since Farlap went around at $1.20 in 1930. Now, thankfully, Moods, that was the year that Farlap won because uh, it was pretty short in 1929 and got rolled. Uh, Rayman's all-important selections. He's in a similar vein to you, Moods. He's got, obviously got incentivise on top. Charlie Rose for second, Delphi third, and Floating Artist fourth. So... Uh, for me, I, I mean, I'm not going to bet in the race because Incentivise is so short and I want Incentivise to win. I also think he will win. Uh, I've got Charlie Rose in for second and Explosive Jack in for third, but I've just got a funny feeling. I mean, if Twilight, if John McNeil takes Twilight payment to the front like he did last year and we know how Incentivise rolls, it could be similar to Bone Crusher and now Waverly Star in the 86 Cox Plate, uh, the way if they come down the straight. Imagine that, those two in front coming down the famous Flemington Strait in the Melbourne Cup. It'll be a sight to behold. Mitho, unfortunately, we don't have a Rosemont Ruffy in the Melbourne Cup this year. Um, give us your top three or four. It's up to you. Yeah, disappointed that uh, we haven't got one there, but uh, I'll be cheering like I own the incentivise uh, for the Seamus Award connection and uh, old mate moods. Um, it, it's, I, I'm genuinely excited. I'm as excited uh, about a race as I've ever been without having a runner. Um, it's... it's uh, it's it's a huge thing that um, these guys have come together, and we we know the story. Um, Stephen Trigay and uh, Aussie Keir and um, and the and the lads buying in. Um, you know, Moods pulling it all together um, in his in, in inimitable fashion, um, and uh, and being the good the good bloke, the good winner. Um, I'm I'm really cheering for you, Moods, and and hope it, uh, it it all pans out. I've I've imagined it in my mind's eye uh, what's going to happen and. 
Um, I hope you're right that uh, he gets clean air at the top of the straight and he'll make the race his own. So uh, incentivised to win from Charlie Rose. Another good story. Uh, a bunch of Geelong blokes are in the horse and um, trained down there at Warnable. Uh, Simon Wild, what a ripper bloke he is too. Uh, it'll be a great story um, to see uh, to see it win. So I'm barracking for the story. And Twilight Payment to go back to back. Uh, it can fill my trifecta. And um, Rog, you got me a bit tingly there talking about uh, our Waverly Star Bone Crusher. Uh, if they clear out and fight it out... Uh, Gee, it'll be uh, it'll it, it, the ten thousand at Fleming will feel like one hundred and fifty thousand, I reckon. Yeah, not to get too sentimental, but obviously being mates with Moots for a long time, I used to get bloody nearly physically sick watching Black Caviar run. And every time I think about Tuesday, it's like uh, the week before the grand final, thinking about the doggies going up against the Ds. Hopefully, this one ends in a little bit better fashion than what that did a few weeks ago. But uh, look, we're all aboard. I know you guys have got Brereton in race one, the Maribyrn on plate, uh, Quinlan as well, that Victorian Breeders Alliance. Just want to watch. Home Affairs obviously did a number on him in the Coolmore yesterday. Asa was in the Golden Eagle. It wasn't featured at the end. But the third colt out of that mare, uh, Wilbury, uh, goes around for Anthony and Sam Friedman in the Maribyrn on plate. So given what uh, Home Affairs did, just keep an eye on Wilbury in the Maribyrn on plate. But hopefully oh. uh, it's alongside uh, your, bo- your boy Brereton. And I um and and I can give uh, the, the the rare tipping form I continue on Tuesday. Promise of success is a bird in the fourteen hundred Group Three. Uh, Jay Mac back on um, uh, race after the cup, whatever number race that is. Uh, promise of success. I can promise you, it will be a success. <laughs> well, you, you you did say similar about your last at Eagle Farm yesterday, and thankfully ah. I did cut. I did added out a little bit where you were basically encouraging irresponsible gambling because uh, that could well, have ended in tears for a lot of people. Well, that, well yeah, the, the, the joint, the, 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 the Rosemont would have burned down, I reckon, if uh, Salatine had, uh, had handled that <laughs> farm track. You should hear that. I, I, I have to play it for you privately. Tony Golan's uh, update post-race is absolutely <laughs> hilarious where he, he he takes the track apart at Eagle Farm. He's not a fan of the Eagle Farm. Wouldn't be the, wouldn't be the first time the Eagle Farm surface has been taken apart in the last few years. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think they've rebuilt it three times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, from our camp tomorrow, boys, we've got five runners from Moody Racing. We've not only got Brereton in the first, but also a stable mate, Gold Ring. I think Brereton's the pick of my two there with the experience factor. And probably not drawn too badly now. Gate two were a little bit panicky. That might have been the wrong side of the straight. But the way they raced yesterday, they generally seem to come down the inside. So maybe Brereton buried a box down the inside of Flemington. And a couple of old stable favourites. Uh, we've got um, Caffrey in the Greys race, race three. Uh, he ran sixth in this race in a field of about 18 last year. There's only 10 in it tomorrow with G-Boss on Tuesday. He's a very good each-way chance. And my old favourite, Shepard, uh, he lines up in the 2,800-metre, the Macca's run, uh, the poor man's Melbourne Cup. And he's bred to get this trip. European horse, big set of lungs, can run all day and just keep grinding away. Not as fast as his table mate incentivise, but uh, he can run well also on the 2800. So four runners in the first three races, but obviously the best of mine is incentivise in the Melbourne Cup. He goes there in extremely good form, extremely good shape and has been well found and God give him strength. So uh, more importantly, team, let fast horses run fast. Spring is in full boom! It's time to blend it, punters. Ladbrokes' all-new blended bets gives you more winning chances. Back multiple horses from the same race. And if any of your chosen runners finish on top, boom, you win! 
Brad Brokers, this spring carnival with a blended bet. Minimum price $1.10 for blended bet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Ladbrokers.